Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 14th, 2022. It is also known as Pi Day for those who celebrate. And Pi Day is happening here at South Carolina Public Radio Studios in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it, but not Pi. Pi's forever. This episode features an in-depth look at former President Donald Trump's big revenge rally in Florence for candidates he's endorsing to challenge two congressional Republicans that wronged him over January 6. We talk about a constitutional convention bill passed by the Senate last week and two other bills the chamber is set to debate this week while the House works on its $14 billion budget. And in business, we have new and exciting unemployment data for you and more. And in medical, we have a report from Scott Morgan. That's right, folks. He's here. He's here. And of course, we want to hear your stories. That's why we have a voicemail box set up to hear about you and your family or yourself during these more certain times. Leave us a one, two, three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. You can recite Pi for us, but we'll cut it off at three minutes. And actually, we might stop you before three minutes if that's all you got for us. But we're excited. We are excited to hear from you guys. That's why we have the voicemail box. Tell us about spring. You heard us talking about spring cleaning. What are you doing to to usher in spring besides reheating yourselves after this freezing cold weekend? Let us know. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is low according to county-level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And as you typically know, right around now, I would be telling you about case and death data from DHEC. I thought this would be our last regular update for cases and deaths, but we don't have new numbers ahead of the March 15th phase-out of daily case reporting from DHEC. So we will try to give you weekly numbers as they come out, but right now, off we go. Sorry. Former President Donald Trump made another stop on his vengeance revengeance tour ahead of 2022 primaries to rally his base and promote candidates that he's endorsed in primaries to fight back against incumbent Republicans that have wronged him, such as 7th Congressional District Representative Tom Rice, who was against certifying election results but voted to impeach Trump for inciting the January 6th insurrection, one of 10 Republicans to do so and 1st Congressional District Representative Nancy Mace, who voted to certify the election results and was highly critical of Trump following January 6. Both candidates previously supported Trump and his policies, but January 6 was a bridge too far. And it's the litmus test for what it means to be a South Carolina Republican in 2022. To pass that test, you have to believe that the election was fraudulent, with no evidence to back it up, and that January 6 happened for any other reason than weeks of a steady drumbeat by Trump and his alkalites that Democrats stole the White House and telling followers to take back the country moments before they stormed the U.S. Capitol. While filing officially opens this week, several challengers have already been raising money and garnered Trump's coveted endorsement. Former State Representative Katie Arrington said she had been waiting for weeks for, quote, Big Daddy to come home, quote, referring to former President Donald J. Trump, Standing four foot tall and 110 pounds, she proudly brought out a step stool to stand on behind the podium in the windy conditions in Florence. Arrington spoke of being a servant leader, which includes donating her salary to charities in the 1st Congressional District and not taking a congressional retirement if elected. And she will only serve four terms, self-imposing a term limit there. 
She spent most of her five-minute speech slamming the Biden administration over inflation, gas prices, COVID, and supply chain issues before she launched into Democrats and Republicans in name only, also known as rhinos. So what do we have to thank? Well, we got to thank the Democrats, but let's not forget those rhinos. Let's not forget those who turn coats, right? And you know who I'm talking about? The Liz Cheney of the South, none other than Nancy Mace. And Nancy Mace is who I'm out here to take out. She turned her back on President Trump. She turned her back on me. And she turned her back on you. She said that, A, President Trump was responsible for January 6th and that everything that he worked for and you did was desecrated in that day. And I don't know about you, but that makes me mad. She voted to certify the election. Congress has no problem shutting down when they can't argue and get together on a budget, but yet they couldn't send back the votes for 30 days. I find that deplorable. I find that inexcusable. And I'm going to Washington because I want to be a servant leader. I'm a lot like DJT. You know why? I don't want to ever call myself a politician. I think that's a four-letter word in my book. Arrington said four of her top priorities, if she is sent to Congress, is to eliminate the U.S. Department of Education, fire the country's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to, quote, open the damn laptop, quote, referring to Hunter Biden's alleged laptop that contained incriminating contents, and to take America back. In a brief statement following the rally, Mace said that Arrington was the only Republican to lose the first congressional district in 40 years, noting her loss to Democrat Joe Cunningham in 2018, despite being endorsed by then-President Trump. Mace held a fundraiser with her top supporter, former Governor Nikki Haley, the day before Trump came to town and reportedly raised some $250,000. Surfside Beach Representative Russell Fry also talked about making the country energy independent again like it was under President Trump and hit Biden over inflation and gas prices. Fry told the crowd of more than 1,500 people that he grew up in a center block house in Surfside Beach with no heat or air conditioning and how there was no federal stimulus for the Fry family. He wasn't as sharp as Arrington in his critique of his opponent. This time it's Tom Rice, despite a recent campaign ad comparing Rice to Satan and other unsavory actors. Rather, he preferred a dad joke. Looking at this crowd, I see a lot of familiar faces, but there's one face that's conspicuously absent, our congressman for the time being, Tom Rice. For years... Fry the rice, fry the rice, yeah. (laughs) For years he talked conservative at home, but as soon as he got back to Washington and crawled in with the swamp, he sided with Nancy Pelosi. And when the stakes were highest, when called upon to make the most consequential vote that any Congress can make, whether to impeach a president or not, Tom Rice voted to impeach President Donald Trump. He broke our trust. He sided with Nancy Pelosi on voting to impeach. And that explains, I'm gonna have a dad joke for a second, get ready. Y'all ready? That explains why Tom Riceroni is the San Francisco treat. Yeah! (laughs) But I have news for you. On June 14th, it's our turn to vote. And this time, we conservatives in the Grand Strand and the PD are going to vote to impeach Tom Rice at the ballot box. 
Rice responded to Trump's visit in a statement saying, quote, Trump is here because, like no one else I've ever met, he is consumed by spite. I took one vote he didn't like, and now he's chosen to support a yes-man candidate who has and will bow to anything that he says, no matter what. If you want a congressman who supports political violence in Ukraine or in the United States Capitol, who supports party over country, who supports a would-be tyrant over the Constitution, and who makes decisions based solely on re-election, then Russell Fry is your candidate, quote. Rice ended saying he cowers to no man and votes for what is right even when it's hard. Now back to the rally. Trump spoke for an extended amount of time, but 40 minutes into his rambling, self-righteous speech, littered with inaccuracies and false election fraud claims, and after praising Governor Henry McMaster several times, Trump briefly paused and turned his attention to Arrington and Fry. Unfortunately for the patriots of South Carolina, you currently have two atrocious rhinos. They're bad people in the House who went to Washington, sold you out, and partnered with the Democrats to stab the Republican Party and, frankly, to stab our country in the back. Right here in the 7th Congressional District, Tom Rice, a disaster. He's respected by no one. He's laughed at in Washington. He was never thought highly of in Washington. And he was just censured by your great South Carolina GOP. Tom Rice joined the Democrats' deranged impeachment witch hunt hoax. It's all turned out to be a hoax. It's all turned out now to be a hoax. He parroted their lies. He gave aid and comfort to their weaponization of the national security state against the domestic political opponents. He voted for the unselect committee of highly partisan politicians that are running this horrible witch hunt in Washington. It's a witch hunt like nobody's ever seen before. But for me, it's okay because it's just a continuation of the fake witch hunt that's gone on for four years. And now Tom Rice looks like a total fool. He said, I didn't know what I voted to impeach President Trump. I was committing political suicide. And you know, that's exactly what happened, and hopefully it'll be true. In the first congressional district, you have another horrendous rhino known as Crazy Nancy Mace. Two years ago, she begged for my endorsement, and I pledged, and she pledged, to be America first all the way. She's going to be, I'm going to be America first. Instead, the first thing Nancy Mace did when she got to Washington was start attacking Republicans and hold a fundraiser for wacky Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. He talked about the head-on car accident Arrington was in with a drunk driver following the June 2018 primary and how it prevented her from campaigning and made it sound like it was why she lost the election to Joe Cunningham. Now, Arrington did break both of her feet, several ribs, fractured her second vertebrae, lost most of her small intestine, her right colon, and ruptured her aorta in that accident. But she was out of the hospital in early July and back on the campaign trail around July 13th. Cunningham suspended campaign events for three weeks during her hospitalization, but she derided him for sending a fundraising email the day before she was transferred out of intensive care. Trump then had Fry and Arrington come on stage and gave them the chance to speak. Here's Arrington. 
always have to bring my stool. So, you know, I have a name for Nancy Mace. I call her Liz Cheney of the South. You like that? It's all for you, big guy. It's true, it's true. Everybody, I think we all deserve to give this gentleman behind me, DJT, one hell of a round of applause. <laughs> Sir? The reason they're curry screaming your name is you're the best damn president this country's ever had. Period, end of story. Nobody gets it any better. Be our number 47. You were our 46, be our 47. That's all I got to say. Thank you. And that was Arrington there calling Trump, who was the 45th president, the 46th president, believing he is the rightful president despite no evidence of substantial voter fraud and that he should be the 47th president in 2024, which based on her logic would mean three terms, which is prohibited by the 22nd Amendment. Trump went on to speak for another 20 minutes as many underdressed folks who had endured rainy, soggy, and windy conditions since early Saturday morning shivered in the 30-degree cold. Yes, I was there too, folks. Now, we will be following the 1st and 7th Congressional District primaries very closely, so stay tuned. It's kicking off with quite the fight. Let's go somewhere warmer. The State House, for example. After two days of debate last week, senators approved a bill, H. 3205, largely along party lines, that calls for a constitutional convention to rein in the federal government, control federal spending, and pass term limits into the Constitution. Democrats expressed concerns of a runaway convention in which other amendments could be proposed that would limit rights the party has fought for over the years. Democrats Carl Allen and Mike Fanning joined Republicans in voting 27 to 13, with Republican Tom Corbin joining Democrats. So far, 17 states have passed this legislation, and another 17 would need to do so to call for a convention. This bill heads back to the House, where lawmakers need to agree with changes or go to a conference committee to hash out any details. Now, S-133 is a similar yet more detailed bill dealing with imposing fiscal restraints, limiting the federal government, and term limits for elected officials, just like we were talking about and it's set for special order on Tuesday, which means it has debate priority in the chamber. Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey expects it to be voted on late Tuesday, and on Wednesday, senators will begin debating the bill to break up DHEC, S-2. The bill would make the Environmental Division its own separate agency, and the Health Division would be merged into a new agency with the Department of Mental Health and the Department of Alcohol and Other Drug Abuse Services. Over in the House, well, they began taking up the $14 billion budget on Monday, We have a detailed report on what's in the massive spending bill for you on Saturday. I promise, it's time. Want to get away? Well, last week, Breeze Airways announced four new routes out of Charleston International Airport. That's right, you will soon be able to fly the low-cost airline direct to San Francisco, Las Vegas, Syracuse, New York, and Fort Myers, Florida, where I will be for a week in April. Let's just all prepare for that now, okay? Just get ready. Gonna be on vacation in April. Spring break. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I wish I could fly these routes, but they aren't coming online until May and mid-June. There will be three flights to Vegas weekly starting August 5th. Viva Las Vegas, folks. 
and Viva Jobs and Viva Data. Data! South Carolina's Department of Employment and Workforce reported that the state's unemployment rate dropped in January to 3.5% from December's adjusted unemployment rate of 3.6%. Saluda County and Lexington County have the lowest unemployment rates in the state with 3% and 2.9% respectively, while the highest unemployment rates were for Allendale County and Marble County at 7.7% and 8.6% respectively. Due Director Dan Elsey said that the state's average hourly earnings were $28.06 in January, which compared to prior rates of $27.05 in January 2021 and $25.47 in January 2020. Quite a jump. Now, this shows a positive upward trend that is highly encouraging for individuals in the workforce, according to Elsey. Industries with the biggest gains included trade, transportation and utilities, leisure and hospitality, professional and business services, and manufacturing. Government and financial activities saw declines and construction was flat. And on the way out, after reaching $123 a barrel shortly after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, West Texas Intermediate Crude briefly touched $100 a barrel on Monday for the first time this month. This has been part of a continued retreat by the American Oil Benchmark and Brent Crude, that's the international benchmark, that earlier reached $140 a barrel and is now right around $106. Gas prices are dropping in South Carolina as well, according to AAA. A gallon of gas is $4.06 a gallon on average. That's down two cents from Friday. Let's keep those going, Big Daddy. While the COVID pandemic is receding in the country and our state, we'll still be looking at the lasting effects of the pandemic for years to come. Here's a report by South Carolina Public Radio's Scott Morgan from Disconnected, an occasional series from South Carolina Public Radio that looks at how South Carolinians are coping with loneliness and connection after two years in the COVID pandemic. When Tali Asipov went to Western Ukraine as part of a January mission trip with her church, few people there were worried about Russia. People were honestly joking about it. Nobody could have thought that this would actually happen. It took them by surprise. But now Osipov's church, Summer of God's Slavic Evangelical Church in Anderson, is on the ground in Kharkiv. We are supporting eight drivers driving around the city of Kharkiv, finding people in basements, trying to get them out of there and into surrounding cities that have more safe places. For those who are unable to leave, they are bringing in, on their way back from delivering refugees, food and gasoline, uh, medical supplies, water to people that are trapped and aren't able to get any of these supplies. Summer of God's Facebook page is filling up with photos from the front, showing how the Ukraine Relief Project is directly helping. But the photos also show faces Asipov and everyone at her church know personally. My family, we're from Kharkiv. Those are the people that we personally know and love, and those are the ones who are risking their lives to deliver foods and to get people out of there. So right now, thank you, God, they're, they're alive, but we don't, every day it's, um, you know, we, we tell them, please just text us even an emoji to let, to let us know that you're alive. They're alive as of now, but... They're broken. They are, what they are seeing is tragic. Um, these are grown men that are calling us and they can't help but just 
pour their hearts out to us and just cry, um, telling us what they're experiencing right now. And Asipov says what the drivers and local pastors involved with the relief efforts are reporting back to Anderson is even worse than you might think. They don't have, you know, pantries full of food. It's cold in Ukraine right now. They're getting sick. They need medications. People are so afraid of, of getting out of their basements because all they hear around them are, are shootings and bombings. And from the people that we talk to daily, what they're telling us is, is worse than what we are hearing on the news. Asipov says that as of Friday, the Ukraine Relief Project has raised a little more than $10,000, all of which, she says, goes to specific places church members know because they've built relationships on the ground in Kharkiv. And we, with these connections that we are building, we are able to get personal addresses. So we know exactly where the funds are getting sent, where the medications are getting sent, where these um, parcels of food and, and blankets and clothes, where they are getting sent. We are able to report it back. You are able to see the faces of people that you are helping. Asipov, who is a critical care nurse at NMED Health in Anderson, will soon be seeing some of those faces in person. She says she's heading back to Ukraine anywhere between next weekend and a month from now. I asked her if that scares her. No, this isn't a time to be selfish. We were called for a time like this. And as dire as the situation is in Ukraine right now, she says there is hope. Through the support the Relief Project has gotten, through the resilience of the Ukrainian people, and through the bravery of the project's drivers putting their lives on the line to get hundreds, so far, to safer ground. One last thing. Please continue praying for the efforts of the people that that are risking their lives daily. They have told us that they feel it. They not only feel it, they've seen Russian tanks just completely drive by them. They've seen bombs that have landed and haven't exploded. There are miraculous things happening there. And it's with our prayers along with our physical and monetary donations. It's, it's the prayers that are helping. So please don't forget to continue praying for them. Thanks, Scott, for that insightful report. Two years into the pandemic. You can find that report and more on SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're talking about life during the pandemic, and of course, we want to hear your stories as well. So tell us those stories now that we're in daylight saving time. Oof. Uh, we lost an hour, folks. That means you need to throw some more in the hopper. We got to gain. We got to take up some gains somewhere. You can do that by calling 803-563-7169. Mm-hmm. That's the number. We're pretty chipper right now, considering we're uh, just a day into this. Oh yeah, this is just this DSG. is just fabulous time. But um, it's not going to get any better. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty pleased. Pretty pleased that we've pushed uh, dusk back. Yes. Because we can get some late golf rounds in here now, yes. baby. Yeah. We'll be coming to you live from the course. From the course. From the links. We're going to be ripping absolute missiles. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do you hear that? That's a ripper. Okay? Bing. Bing. Oh, oh, my sound effects, of course. Oh, I don't know if that was a home run. <laughs> or a ping pong ball. Or a huge drive. I don't know, but it sounds pretty good. Oh! One went far. Oh man! Oh, wow. Man. Anyway, wow. Gavin, we did we did have someone kind enough to call into the oh. hopper. Okay. Just namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. But the hopper did need this very badly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like this was this this is we really needed this. And uh, so I, I we salute you, dear leader. Uh, and let's get into it, Gavin. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Okay, good. Get ready. Send. Okay. Hey, Gavin and the South Carolina lead team. This is Chandler Bailey calling from Charleston. Right now, I'm actually on the way to Myrtle Beach at 6.30 on uh, Sunday morning for the South Carolina Environmental Conference. Uh, every time I hear that the hopper is getting low, I try to think of something clever to say or sarcastic to put in one of these voicemails. Um, but this time, I'll just give a shout-out to all the people who work in water and wastewater infrastructure. Um, so this conference I'm going to is a bunch of professionals in South Carolina meeting up, talking about everything water. So, uh, like I said, big shout-out to all the folks making sure we have clean drinking water and reliable sewer service. Other than that, uh, I know this usually supposed to take a minute, so maybe I need to last a little bit longer on here. Um, big fan of the show. I appreciate what y'all are doing, uh, putting the spotlight on news in South Carolina. Uh, it's good to get that local view. And otherwise, just wishing everyone to stay safe, stay sane, and have a great day. All right. See y'all. Chandler Bailey from Charleston. Thank you for calling. Oh. Charleston to Myrtle Beach. I mean, that should be a direct flight right there. <laughs> that's far. That's not, that's not fun. That, yeah, it's a slog, but uh, two great cities we got to get to soon. Uh, also, we love our infrastructure people. Thank yes. you, Chandler, for all you do. Unsung heroes right there. The uh, hopper is infrastructure. It, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. If you're a conservationist, you understand that absolutely. you need, we need to keep the hopper stacked. And uh, that's the only way it stays alive and keeps working. If it doesn't, it rusts up. Is, you don't want it seizes. It's, it's bad. It's bad. But like that, we take we take infrastructure for granted in this yes, country, big time. And when, until it doesn't work, then it's like all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. and we're losing our money. Why is it like this? Yes. Well, I mean, you didn't want to pay for it. So this is what happens <laughs> when things aren't paid for. They get they broke. Okay, <laughs> that's why we have to keep the hopper full. You got to pay pay the hopper. The, we have the, the top microcosm. scientific minds telling us to keep this thing full. Okay, <laughs> and so it's Goog- dang, Google Google it alphabet. Okay. That's not us. Those aren't our words. But we have been we've been tasked with keeping this thing full. And and we've passed those savings on to you. When do you think oh yeah. Again, we are taking we are absorbing all the costs. The inflation has been killing us. But we're we're holding strong. I'm waiting. When are we going to have to start getting into the metaverse? Are we going to have to eventually start talking? I don't know. That sounds like a true, true nightmare. But um, (laughs) I do like my my idea when I'm in my own personal metaverse, closing my eyes, thinking about uh, Chandler calling in. He's he's driving. He's driving. He, He listens to the pod. He hears us just begging for a call, and he's like, he "Does his duty? <laughs> I guess I gotta call it. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. Be like Chandler. Give us a call eight zero three five six seven nine. Anyway, Gavin, uh, it, 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 if, if some of these people don't really know what to talk about, I have an oh, idea. Yeah, okay, we need prompts. For what folks. a good transition, right? DST is a good prompt. Tell us how you've ad- adapted to DST. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can talk about that. <laughs> or if you're oh, yeah, like but me, that's an easy one. Tell us what, what we- I would like everyone to start watching Top Chef with. Me. Oh God. <laughs> Gavin, you're an Epicurean. We know that. <laughs> yeah. So you should love this. Okay. I, just, I don't like the competitiveness. Oh, I loved it. When, it makes when, me uncomfortable. When all the sports were canceled at the beginning of the pandemic, I watched Top Chef and my favorite one won, Melissa exactly. King won, and I was so stoked. It, are, you like, betting on, are you betting on Top Chef? Oh, You the, have to tell us if you're betting. I got so many lines going right now. <laughs> That's a huge bet. Yes, right there, folks. <laughs> I, yes. I would like people to watch Top Important. Chef with me. I've been trying to get... 
this into this show for a while. And Gavin, <sighs> he stonewalls me. He dings me every single time. Okay? No one's called. I know. And I think that's a huge issue. <laughs> now, this this is going to be a proxy fight right here. How about you do your duty and just call and maybe not talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cold war between me <laughs> yeah, and Gavin's interest. But, but now, you guys can talk about whatever you want. You can talk about cooking shows and competitive yelling at each other. I can do that. There's no yelling in Top Chef. Isn't there? No, Gordon Ramsay's not involved. I feel like it's just all... No, everyone's actually really nice. Padma, Lakshmi, Gail Simmons. Gail Simmons. So what are we going to do? Talk about dishes they cook? Yeah. Who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Now, this is this is backsliding into all the podcasts we don't like. Oh, <laughs> I, I saw it. Uh, I, we just, Caitlin and I just watched the most recent season. It just started in Houston. And one of the hosts who's been a host on Top Chef, I think, the whole time, Gail Simmons, uh, everyone had all these uh, distinguished titles, and then she was just food expert. Love that. Which means that she's just Respect. an eater. Yes. She just is known for eating your fancy rest. That's that, that's an enviable for me. Yes, <laughs> I would just be a food expert. Like, just let me eat the food and, and tell you if it's good mm, or not. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, mm. I I am I hoard. One of the things I hoard in life is kitchen timers, and I don't know why, but okay. I love kitchen timers, and I love the kitchen timer on Top Chef. I lust after it when I see it. I, I have the model here, Gavin. It's the FPM one five one seven five hundred. Was it three hundred dollars to tell you what time it is? It's like sixty bucks. Then why don't you get it? Caitlin won't allow me okay. to buy any more kitchen okay, timers. Okay, then I'll get I'll get you I'll get that for you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how many timers? What's like? What's the record number of timers you've had going? Same time. I have a triple timer. It's I'm one made, timer with oh three gosh. in it. And I've used all of them at once. Sure. Yeah, I'm a busy man. Well, with you a also busy love lifestyle. numbers. You love numbers. I, I, I like doing numbers. I like I don't like doing letters. I As like Ursula would say, I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. Yeah, can you hit me with that again one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Just your voice. Oh god. What, what are I, what what, what are her, What are her eels names? Oh, Flotsam and Jetsam. Yes, love that. <laughs> I loved Flotsam and Jetsam. Big time. I love a good Disney villain. Hard pause here. Like they're accomplices, you know, mm-hmm. like the little lizard in Rescuers Down Under. Yes. Um, the hyenas for Scar. Yes, in Lion King. Even though I also love Zazu, you know, as like a Zazu, side. he was an unwilling participant, okay? Yeah, well, of He course, didn't but... want to sing the coconut song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're a hostage, Zazu, you just got to play along, baby, you, for it to survive. <laughs> Je- the, the Jeremy Irons lion <laughs> needs the song. Oh, Zazu, something more fun. <laughs> 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 so okay, so yeah. if you if you're like me, call in, talk, talk to, about Top yeah. Chef. If you're not like me, call in, say your favorite. Talk uh, some Disney with me. Disney. This is a good competition. Yeah. You know, I don't really care that much about Disney, but this will get people calling in about Disney. Yeah, we want to know your favorite Disney roles. Yeah, call us if you're at Disney World. <laughs> Put us on speakerphone. Make it really obvious to everyone around you that you're talking to us. Mm-hmm. They all know us. And lay it down. Um, speaking of which, just want to give another shout out to folks. If you want some lead stickers, we did a shout out last weekend about this. Uh, we got some people hollering at us. We're going to send those stickers right off. You can get lead stickers and put them anywhere, especially if you're going to Disney World. Stick one somewhere Deface in Disney World it. for us. Deface it. Yeah. I, I, I love don't do public. it in the woods, like I said, but do it in Disney oh, World. Stick I it like, Disney I World. like a b- good public defacement. So um, <laughs> you go ahead. You do it wherever. Send us a picture. Yeah. I'll blur your face <laughs> out so the authorities can't get you. I love to do that stuff. Anyway, yeah. Kevin, say goodbye to these folks, okay? Bye, folks. Let us know. You can always reach out to us on our socials with your address, and we'll send you those stickers along. And follow us on social media and send us a picture of where they end up. And we'll put them on our social media. That's what it's there for, to highlight you. Just like the hopper, like Chandler did at 803-563-7169. And on iTunes, leave us a review. We love that. You can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. 
And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. The last thing I need. This is the last thing I need today. A temporal rift. Okay. You're telling me a temporal rift. It's happening right here. Great. Great. Well, I, I can't make the meeting, I guess. Well, I'm not. I guess I'm not making that. Oh, no. Don't worry. I'll figure it out myself like I always have to. Oh, God. This place. <laughs>